3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. We start with
1: college football. The brand new playoff rankings are out. They came out last night on Tuesday. And the top six are as follows. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia with Alabama and Oregon from the outside looking in.
4: Okay, we're going to do a little new approach here. We're going to look at it from three distinct perspectives. Number one, the fan. The guy that's got the jersey on, the guy that has the – he's been waiting his whole life for his team to have a chance at the title. All right, number two, the Vegas perspective. And what does that mean? It means who would be favored, who's the best. And then finally, the business perspective – but in this case, it's going to be the NCAA's business. Maybe we call it box office. Mm. Box office. So let's start with the fans' perspective. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge, which fan base has the biggest gripe? The biggest gripe? Mm. See, I let me propose. Yeah, I think it's Oregon and Utah. Really? Me- meaning that it strikes me that if you play – Let's look at Oregon specifically. If I'm a fan of Oregon, I go across the country. Now, you can say it's a neutral site. Across the country, I play uh, an SEC team that that you would expect. Remember, football is scheduled years in advance. You don't know how good Auburn's going to be. What you know is Auburn's been a very good team. Absolutely. And then... Let's describe that game, first of all. How would you characterize that game with Auburn against Oregon?
5: Oregon controlled the entire game until the final score.
4: Okay. So, Oregon controlled the entire game until the final score. Now, Colin was talking about this on The Herd right here on FSR network and he said well that makes it even worse if you control the whole game and you can't win that means they're much much better than you uh, what <laughs> yeah yeah well that's what he said now but 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 let's think about what he's saying cuz I see where he's saying what it is but I don't think that's what we're talking about so the theory could be the idea is you're playing your best everything's going right every field goal was made every long pass is completed you're playing the perfect game But then it's still tight, and then at the end, you lose. That means you weren't as good as that team. And if everything had gone perfectly, maybe, but just fell short. That's not what happened, though. No, not at all. What happened, I think it's fair to say, and maybe we got some numbers to back it up, what happened was that the scoreboard was deceiving. What happened on the field was Oregon clearly playing better and in football, it happens often. The final score was this
5: deceiving. So let's just take a snapshot. Five minutes left in the third quarter, Oregon. Oregon's up 21-6. to six Win probability at that point, 90-plus percent for the Ducks. And watching that game, RJ, it's not like you were mentioned perfect game. Oregon wasn't playing a perfect game. They were just playing like you would say, yeah, that's a normal game. They're just the better football team for the first 45 minutes. Even with a minute left in the game, Oregon's up. Auburn has a fourth down play. They don't get the games over at that point. The win probability had Oregon with a 75% chance to win with one minute left in the game.
4: Okay. So, or at what point was it? 90 plus percent, five minutes left
5: in the third quarter.
4: All right. So 20 minutes left in the game, yep. 90% chance. Oregon wins minute left, 75% chance. Statistically, Who won? I mean, if we were just, if we didn't see the final and just looked at the stats, what would we say?
5: Oregon won slightly. Okay. So, not a neutral field. Yep. You
4: choose to play a very difficult SEC team when you have the Pac 12 schedule. And the Pac 12 this year specifically, any team that wins out in the Pac 12 is going to make history.
5: Yes, they would be the first, well, specifically Oregon. If Oregon wins out, they'll be the first conference team, no matter what conference, to go 10-0 and in conference play. Play nine conference games and win your conference championship. No team's ever done that before.
4: So what we're saying is usually conference games are more difficult yep. than out of conference. If you look at them blended, playing an additional conference game and playing, a con- in theory, a conference championship, that team with one loss, Oregon in this case, would certainly, it would seem, being over in Alabama, that strength of schedule, even if they do beat this Auburn. And this idea that we're just going to make it about Auburn. Auburn beat Oregon, and if Alabama beats Auburn, hey, who's the better team, or who's had the more accomplished season? No. I, to me, I think the committee is doing I think they're driving a segment like this in that if Oregon wins out. Now, I don't know about Utah. If Oregon wins out, I think it's almost certain that they jump Alabama. What do you think about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I think there's a 90 plus percent chance of that. Steve Fezik, NFL expert, but he has his opinions in the other sports straight out of Vegas. What do you think? Oregon wins out. Alabama wins out. What happens?
6: Alabama goes. And, and what's the rationale? Well, the faulted logic of the transitive property, like we talked about with Auburn, that Alabama will have beaten Auburn. And I'm not saying that the committee is going to get it right, but I think that's what's going to happen. Also, the recency bias, what's going to happen November 30th, R.J., if Alabama beats Auburn, oh, Oregon's going to be beating what? Oregon State, the worst team in the Pac-12.
4: Okay, Oregon State. That would be before the championship. Yes. So that's not going to be recency bias because they wait till the championship.
5: Yeah, the recency bias
4: would be Oregon it, exactly. on that final weekend
5: playing a exactly. top ten. Utah imagine, Utah imagine if if
4: you only have two points to make and one of them is playing opposite. It's a it's not a
6: great argument. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, but but that it would certainly have helped if Oregon gets a, would have been able to get a better win on November 30th as well. Well, but I disagree in in the following way. I'd rather them have a very easy
4: game the week before to get ready for the championship game and be more impressive there. They're not I mean, you're right if they had to play two monsters the last two weeks it would have been impressive, but I'd rather their schedule is going to be good enough. Yep. Right? The ske- right
5: now, Oregon's schedule's tougher Right now on paper than Alabama's According to Jeff Sagrens, all of them All the metrics
6: You know, I think a big factor we're not discussing Is how good is LSU going to look down the, road, the stretch Because if LSU keeps playing tremendous football That's certainly going to help Alabama yeah, with their but, loss
4: Okay, that's fine But what I'm saying is forget the loss First of all, Alabama was at home Okay So any, if you're supposed to be in the Final Four And you lose at home It's hard to say that was a good loss Obviously, LSU's a good team, not a good loss. But I'm going to say who's had the better wins. If Oregon wins out, they will have the better wins. And to me, that's another place Colin was just wrong, talking about, well, I'm looking at the mock drafts. Remember, this committee is not about the best teams. It's about the most accomplished seasons. And there's a lot of correlation between the two, but you can have a team that loses three games and at the buzzer and potentially be the best team. Yep. Alabama would be favored right now, Brad, over everyone but Ohio State, Clemson, and LSU. Okay, so you're saying right now LSU and Cle- or LSU
5: and Alabama, on a neutral. Here's the caveat. That's with Tua being 80%. All
4: right, so let's assume Tua is going to get healthy. The only team's favorite over Alabama would be Ohio State and Clemson. And okay, I accept that. So to me, Tua's health, obviously a way you can look back and kind of excuse that loss a little bit, which I think they set, set up pretty well, Alabama did. <laughs> yeah. But let's not forget one last point. The West Coast. When's the last time? I know Washington was in it a couple years yep. ago, right? How many how many teams uh, west of Oklahoma have been in the playoffs? Just Washington. Oregon. And it's one one time? It Wasn't Oregon in? That was the Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah, the James first Winston year. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that's when the Ohio State Buckeyes <laughs> yes. won, if I recall. <laughs> yes. Okay, so literally from the first season of the playoffs, set that aside. From then on, there's been one team— West of Oklahoma. Yep. I can't fathom that they put another... I mean, how many times is the only non-champion doesn't even play in a championship game going to make the playoffs? I just don't even see it.
5: Are there odds on this? Alabama's chance? Yeah, Alabama missed the playoffs right now. Odds at bet online, minus 220 to miss the playoffs.
4: So what we're saying is it's in that 30% range they make it. Yes. Fez, you think it's better than 50%.
6: Well, I think if they so, went out. if they went out. Now the problem is they could certainly they could lose at Auburn. So that's built well, into yeah. that that probability. Scale. That's
4: interesting. So if we pulled out the chance of them losing, it looks like it's about 50-50. Yep. Huh. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Jonas, voice of the fan, what did you see yesterday with the playoff rankings?
1: I uh, Georgia at four. I don't get it. I think they've got the worst loss of any team in the top ten. Uh, when you lose at home to South Carolina like they did, and that game, South Carolina led for a lot of that game as well too. I don't know how you reward them because they picked up a couple of wins in a row and put them in the t- in the top four. I don't get it.
4: You know something? He's making a very good point, Jonas Knox. If Georgia beats, everyone wins out to the SEC final championship and Georgia beats LSU.
5: I think they're both in maybe. Well, I can't.
4: I mean, you know Georgia's in. Yes. Because if they're in the top four now and they beat LSU, they've got to be in, right? Yeah. So LSU is going to be out with one loss after winning at Alabama? I don't think so. I think they're both in in that instance. Agree strongly. But wouldn't, in that case, Alabama also
6: be just as good? Alabama doesn't have to play any of them. So why aren't they in? Because they'll have no longer lost to the number one team in the nation. Their loss will look worse. (laughs) Oh,
4: my gosh. Boy, we're getting to decimal points there.
6: (laughs) It just shows you maybe
4: that is what we missed here, or I missed, Jonas didn't, is the idea that that Georgia – because I was thinking, well, it's one of those, they're playing each other, so who cares when Penn State was up there. But like we said, does LSU drop out if they lose in the – but correct me if I'm wrong, no team that's lost a championship game – in the playoff era, and we were talking about this going all the way back to what, Oklahoma in what,
5: 2003? Yeah, 2003. Lost their conference championship game and still made the championship game. BCS. Yes.
4: And uh, so it's been over 15 years yes. since someone lost a, ch- a team, lost a championship game, and made it. But we think LSU would be favored too.
5: Yes. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: Ooh.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA.
2: Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW, CR Show. New customers can play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W,
6: only on DraftKings Pick 6.
0: Terms and conditions apply. We
1: now move to a best bet here on Straight Out of Vegas.
0: It's
4: a tradition, an early line mover from Steve Fezic. All right, so two things here we're trying to convey to the audience, Fez. One, you like this game, you've bet this game. Number two, if you're going to bet it, bet it now, because when you predict a line move, historically, you're over 70% correct. In which way the line's going to move?
6: Yes, and I like the Miami Dolphins plus six against Buffalo. I bet the Miami Dolphins. It's all about Miami being undervalued since Fitzpatrick returned. Amazingly, not only the Dolphins five and zero against the spread since Fitz came back, they've actually outscored opponents. During the time that Fitzmagic has been in the game by two points. Now think about this, guys. You've got the team that was rated worst in the NFL outscoring. So let's, be, let's be clear, though. So it's since Fitzpatrick came back. In the Washington game, okay. yes.
4: From that point on, he's quarterbacked, or he's been the, the starter. If you look at the points in aggregate over those five games, they won two of them. But in all 5 net net, they they've outscored their opponent.
6: Yes, and Fitzmagic has been a top-10 quarterback in the stats since he returned. And remember, one of these games was about Miami playing Buffalo. And I know everyone's going to say, now, wait a minute, Fez. Miami lost that game by 10 points. They did cover. However, Miami actually outplayed Buffalo. And, RJ, you've spoken about this before, about this was a game where you had a 17-point underdog that had seven more first downs and won the yardage. Miami actually dominated the stats and certainly won the stats against Buffalo low. I like Miami. I bet Miami.
4: Yeah. In our database, it goes back 30 plus years in the NFL. There was, and I'm going by memory, about 40 teams in that 17 point underdog or greater role. And by far the best stats of all of those teams, the underdogs was Miami in this most recent game. Impressive. Here's what I predict. I like them here. I've been on them every week. That was my best bet right here last week on Friday on straight out of Vegas. I think when they lose a game, the next game they're gonna be flat. To some degree, they're excited about the momentum right now. It's like, look, we really aren't that bad, guys. But then they're gonna lose one, probably this one, based on the line at least. And then they're gonna look and say, wait a minute, we're now what? seventh pick in the draft? Or, I mean, they could be like the sixth or seventh pick. And forget the first, right? Yep. You've got, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the Giants. you got the Jets. You obviously have the Redskins. The Bengals. The, the ba- well, yeah, the Bengals. <laughs> so to some degree, I think there's going to be almost like someone's running and the cops are chasing him. And he knows if he gets caught, there's, there's trouble. But he's got the adrenaline going, so he's excited. But when those cops put the cuffs on him... <laughs> He's going to be a little depressed sitting in that jail cell. Now, I'm not sure that analogy is exactly right. <laughs> I do like Miami this week, like you do, Fez, but I think once they lose, let's keep a close eye on motivation.
3: Straight of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It is an AFC North battle coming
1: up on Thursday night on Fox. Steelers at the Browns. Cleveland, a a two-and-a-half-point
4: favorite. All right, Fez, tomorrow's uh, your second study day of the week. You're going to get those power ratings done. Let's get your early look at Thursday night.
6: Yeah, and I prefer Pittsburgh in this game. I'm going to make a case prefer
4: Pittsburgh. I don't I know like, what
6: that means. I like Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is undervalued, RJ. The more I dig into what Pittsburgh's been doing, the more I like it. Let's look at some of their recent results. They're 4-1 against the spread. Well, what was their one spread loss? Well, they beat the Miami Dolphins by 13. They failed to cover by one scan point. And remember, the Dolphins have shown that they're extremely undervalued. Well, was another game that they barely covered in? The Baltimore Ravens. The Steelers went ahead and lost by three when Juju Smith Schuster fumbled. Well, that loss to the Ravens is looking better and better as well. I think Pittsburgh undervalued.
4: Yeah, I hear you. That offense is bad, though. I mean, if you just count up, and I'm a Steelers fan, so, I mean, I try to remain objective, and I would make the case in the last five years, my record on Steelers games is by far my best record of any team. And it's a good thing to keep in mind. If you are a fan, you have an intrinsic advantage with the team. Why? Because you have a passion to learn about them. You're watching preseason. You're watching press conferences. You're reading the local paper, whatever. And if you can remain objective, it's a big advantage. And I think with the Steelers... The number of scooping scores, the number of short fields. If you actually look at the offensive performance in Rudolph, not even average. It's been well, it's below expectation. It's just everybody else has been making up for it. I don't know if you can win in the NFL without at least an average quarterback.
3: Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas!